Kira, fit like and welcome into the Fourth and Forever podcast. Stuart Bothwell here, as ever, with Darren Butter. Both of us fresh off some rather heartbreaking fantasy league losses. How's it going, Darren? It's good. I had a good time with it, and that's all that really matters. You you did, and that is the attitude to have. <laughs> Unlike every other week of the season, we are like, oh, this is so unfair. Oh, this is this is rubbish. I can't believe. Oh, how can you have played that guy? That is silly. Oh. I should have lost as soon as Lamar took the field. Mm-hmm. But our um, esteemed franchise colleague played Big You can name drop. Uh, it's uh, Mr. Ian Sutherland of the Arnhold Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> not sure if he listens, but if he does, yeah. hello there, Ian. Congratulations on making it to the Zemis. Played Big Ben instead. So I spent the first, when I got up on Monday morning, assuming I'd lost, because I think Lamar had, like in our league, like 21 points on his own. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, it's done. And then it clicked... About, 21 points is a lot in that particular yeah, yeah, league, by the, the way. Scoring like 23 only. points yeah. a game, so yeah. Um, but I realised very quickly that he had Big Ben in, so it, Lamar wasn't there. He'd picked Big Ben over Lamar, so I was like well ahead and well in it. <laughs> <laughs> Once Jalen Hurts uh, went off. Mm. So I, I have Jalen Hurts in the 20th round, everyone, just so... On a, in a keeper league, I wasn't supposed to be using this as like a a, a snivelly, crawly, like oh, look look at me and my my drafting sort of thing. You're just supposed to say like, yes, it's good, it's all nice. But congratulations, getting getting him in the twentieth round uh, of a twenty one league, so twenty one round league is good. And I've got Devin Singletree in the nineteenth as well, uh-huh, uh-huh. which has been useless. Yes. Until Mark Barkley comes in and they can't do what Josh Allen normally does and then he breaks off a 58-yard run. <laughs> when you're not playing him, I believe, is usually the case. Um, yeah. yeah I, I also made it to the semifinals of one of our leagues, the other one, uh, which I've been leading comfortably for the whole season. Well, I say comfortably. Like, I was doing, doing pretty well. Only to have my fortunes tied to the groin of Derek Carr, which is, uh, as I'm pretty sure we can all agree, sounds particularly painful. Uh, still, I do have the Aberdeen League of Fantasy Football semi-final to come next week against the aforementioned coach Ian Sutherland. So, Ian, I'm coming for you. Do not play Lamar. Keep playing Big Ben. He's going to work out for you next week. I'm sure of it. He must have been bricking it. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Three quarters in and it was Big t- Ben. T- you're tied like at 37. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so bad. But we'll, we'll get onto that that shortly. I think we should probably actually talk about things that people actually care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of those, unfortunately... Did we'll... you see Charlie Am's golf for Dundee? Shut up, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You showed me it. <laughs> Whenever Charlie Adam does anything like remotely Charlie Adam-esque, you show me it regardless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we have to do start today off on a rather somber note. Uh, some sad news as Hall of Fame pass rusher Kevin Green passed away today at the age of 58. Uh, no cause of death has been announced yet. Uh, the blonde blur himself notched up 160 sacks through a storied career that saw him inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016, which seems too late for me, really. Um, our condolences go out to his family and, and friends. Uh, a truly special player. And um, as you were saying before the start of the pod, Darren, um, go watch his uh, Football Life, uh, which should be available on NFL Network and various other 
outlets at the moment. Um, yeah, just try not to love a guy who just had this infectious personality and, yeah, and he, was a real terror on the field. And he played for a, a new franchise mm-hmm. in the Panthers and just didn't get paid the way he should have. Mm-hmm. And he just kept balling and balling, and then he got his contract with the Steelers, and then he, he didn't do the WWE. For, yeah, he wrestled for a, for a bit, bit as well, and yeah. then he came back and played for the Panthers again. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, he he seems like someone considering how young a, a franchise the Panthers are. It feels like he should have a statue. I know that there's a lot um, around the Jerry Richardson statue and how mm. that had to be there as part of the sale. I wonder what this is. Kind of like the it could still be there. China just, buying Hong Kong. It's yeah. like. Okay, how long does this actually have to be here before we can knock it down? Because um, obviously it's David Tepper now. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if David Tepper built a Just Kevin Green something. Yeah. Something to Kevin Green because he's, you know, he's building that new practice facility and it's a sad day. It's, it's probably there. Who else? Like, obviously I started watching in 2013, mm. so I don't know too much. But in oh. terms of iconic Panthers players, is there anyone? Other than Steve Smith, maybe? well, like he, he didn't like obviously he didn't play that long for Carolina, but his impact was was certainly felt there. Um, he didn't, so he didn't, you know, just fade away uh, towards the end of his career or anything like that. So he played for Carolina in 1996, notched 14 and a half sacks in their inaugural campaign. Uh, went to San Francisco very briefly in '97, just a, a mere 10 and a half then, then 15 and 12 sacks round out his career. Before all that, it was Pittsburgh for three years. Uh, 12 and a half, 14 and 9 sacks. And in the years prior to that, he was with the Los Angeles Rams uh, before they moved to St. Louis. In fact, yeah, it was before they moved to St. Louis, I believe. Um, and yeah, he was just a real force of nature back mm. there. Um, uh, there's just very few players who've really come close to his level of like sheer skill, ability, tenacity, but also personality as well, which is something that we'd love to see in the NFL is just guys who who have that it factor. And he certainly had it in spades. I love the pictures of him with the NWO, um, New World Order and (laughs) WCW or WWE with Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner. Um, I think that was WCW. Yeah, and it's like him him with them. It's just, yeah, he's, um, he'll be missed. Um, it's a shame, fifty-eight. I wonder what. I wonder if they'll actually release what happened. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, if if we find out, then we find out, and if we don't, then we just weren't meant to know. But anyway, Kevin Green, former uh, NFL All Star and WCW legend, uh, dead at fifty-eight, unfortunately. Um, so let's just get right back into some some more. Uh, I don't know if, if this is fun news or whatever, but um. Right off the bat, I want to check and see whether or not Adam Gase still has a job. Yes, he does. He's a winning manager today. He, he, has, he has won a game in the NFL with when the Jets no, this season. When no one wanted when, him Exactly. To. No one wanted him to. People were actually happy to see him continue to lose, seemingly. So, yeah, as you said, yes, he does continue to have a job. Um, so, <laughs> despite the fact that he has guided the New York Jets to an amazing win over the Los Angeles Rams this week, it's real kind of uh, performance on in all three phases of the game, really. They had uh, some excellent special teams play. Um, the, the defense really stood up 
and the the offense did enough not to throw the game away as you would kind of expect them to do at some point. Um, so this will actually have many Jets fans just kind of wishing, you know, why couldn't we just continue sucking for a few more weeks? Because thanks to this win, they are now tied at one and thirteen with the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose sole win came in Week One. So the Jags now take the number one overall pick off of the hands of the Jets due to their strength of schedule. So. How do you feel as a Jets fan now? Um, you know, they obviously showed some guts to pull out a win, but have really jeopardized their opportunity to get their first good quarterback since, um, I don't know, Joe Namath? Is he even that good? <laughs> it's like, yeah, the won a Super Bowl, but no, nah, I'm kidding. The interesting thing is, I, I don't disagree with the draft structure in general. I think it works really well, and it's probably the most socialist thing America does without really realizing it. Don't don't tell them; <laughs> they might they might get upset with it. Yeah, um, but they they re, they reward being shite, and <laughs> at least in the NBA, when you're crap, you can. You go into a lottery, so you're not guaranteed to get the number one pick, mm-hmm. even if you are. Like so, for example, last year, the the Knicks were the worst team by far, mm-hmm. and they wanted Zion Williamson, but they ended up getting the third pick, and New Orleans got the first pick because mm-hmm. just the way the lottery fell. Yeah, I kind of think that the NFL might need to start looking at something like that because this Jets team could easily have, I think, off talent and actually being coached properly and not having this kind of Lawrence. Albatross over them. This is probably a four, three, four win team. They were going ahead in games. Like they didn't. If the GM wasn't quite like, if they weren't quite as obviously, you know, cutting players and trading players away and doing what they've done this year, mm-hmm. they probably could have won a few games. You can tank from the front office, but you can't tank from yeah. the, the coaching or player Joe, perspective. Joe Douglas because these guys are in for their jobs. The Arthur Fist, you know, he'll be walking around the um, the training complex, going, "Ah, oh, good win." <laughs> I'm being slapped on the shoulder right now and oh wait is that Sam Darnold's shoulder <laughs> separating so he can't do anything I mean but, I mean, to be fair Joe Flacco was probably playing better at many points this season um, but not much I think an internal memo needed to go around or an NFL wide internal memo needed to go around from the Jets being like look Darnold isn't that bad but we're not going to play him because he's injured Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to get Darnold for like a fourth round pick at the end him? of the season, you can have him, but we're not going to be playing him because we're going to play Joe, like Joe Flacco, but like, Flacco like it's, or it's, Allen or it's fair we'll to say you will play Joe someone. Flacco because he was actually like I say playing a bit better than Darnold at spots this season. But. Well, then you go completely the other way and pick up the guy from Penn State that they had. Um, what, um, Mettenberger? Yeah, he would do. Oh, God. Just anyone. Just anyone. Tony Mansell. Like, it would start looking a bit suspicious <laughs> when you're picking up Zach Mettenberger, who's, like, like, flipping burgers at this point in his career, really. He looks like a quarterback, but he certainly is not one. Um, yeah, like, the, the, the Jets... Like, Christian Hackenberg? Yeah. Everyone was talking about this as if it was the Jets to lose slash win the number one overall pick, but now it's with the Jaguars. It would be amazing if Trevor Lawrence isn't that good and they end up getting like... the So on the ringer they had Sean Fennessy on who's like a Jets fan and he was speaking to, to the NFL show. And his thing was like, his worry now is that Joe Douglas is going to be try to be too clever and trade out of the pick. Mm-hmm. 
and Justin Fields is going to end up being the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Could well happen. Like, they may as well pick up Fields at two. At the moment, what else the moment, have they got to lose? Like you know, they need a franchise quarterback. Uh, they've not had one in forever. Um, I don't know if they they ever drafted a quarterback in the first round. I don't think they ever have. Darnold. Other than Darnold. Sorry, I said draft a quarterback, not uh, <laughs> not wherever Sam Darnold is. Sorry, Sam Darnold fans out there. Um, I, this is what, when um, Mayfield went. I didn't wasn't overly sure about Mayfield. I kind of wanted Barkley, mm-hmm. and then Allen at four. That would have been what I did. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Matt Barkley. No Saquon. Saquon. I want to take Saquon number <laughs> one. Saying, yeah. Okay. And then pick up, then take Josh Allen at number four. Mm-hmm. And I have that written down somewhere. If people Somewhere. want proof of this. Okay. Um, well, which, which are, are probably... In that case, I do want proof. Get it. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> which would have worked out really well. Right. But they took Mayfield, and that's fine as well. I like Mayfield too. And then they mm-hmm. get Denzel Ward, obviously. But I was never in on Darnold. Like, Darnold's USC tape was pretty... He was He gets flustered. Mm-hmm. Even at USC, he was getting unbelievably flustered. The boy sees ghosts. Like, he literally sees ghosts. He just, like, randomly just throws the ball to other people. Like, people not on his team. Or to the floor. Or to the stands. He just... He gives up. Jared Goff has a similar thing. Jared Goff has a... I'm seeing ghosts face that he shows every one or two games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I don't really... This is even too much talking about the Jets. But they really have utterly screwed up. And the... Jaguars will just be absolutely loving it. Well, there's um, uh, a website called BigCatCountry.com, which has nothing to do with uh, a certain Netflix show, which is very popular over lockdown, um, but more to do with Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're actually uh, petitioning to allow just regular fans to play for them in the next two weeks so that they do not ruin the tank. They're just saying, like, guys, just get rid of your other guys or put them on injured reserve or something, and uh, we'll come in and play for you. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. That's what the Jets should have been doing with Darnold. Because obviously Darnold <laughs> has the potential. Darnold and Flacco have the potential even... to win a game. And mm-hmm. they don't want to win a game. So play someone who can't win any game. Well, like, pick up that wide receiver from Denver. Give him a go. Keelan Hill or whatever his name was. Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Yeah. I was like, what? what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, the receiver who played quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> Get him. Um, Get him for two games. Yeah, maybe. Um, either way... Uh, Jacksonville in, in like first place for that now. The Jags play Chicago and Indianapolis, and the Jets play the Browns and the Patriots. So I think some people are still thinking that that Chicago game might be winnable, but Chicago are actually playing all right football at the moment with uh, David Montgomery and uh, M- Mitchell Trubisky playing all right as well. But we, uh, only time will tell. So playing the Browns and the Patriots. Hmm. Are they playing the Bears as well? What, the Jets? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's Brett Browns next week and Patriots the week after. So, how much are you betting that Bill Belichick is going to turn up to that Jets game playing his fourth string quarterback? Mm. Every single player on the practice squad. Yeah, so it's being like, oh, we're wanna, not in the playoffs anymore. If you want to see tanking... Mm-hmm. Bill doesn't want them to get Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So he's going to play, if he's Bill gonna play like the worst team oh, man. so that the Jets win. Oh, imagine if he did that. That would be so horrible. 
Oh no! But if Trey, oh. if Trey Lance and Justin Fields are good, then it's fine. But knowing yeah. the, knowing the Jets, that's what we're saying. Knowing the Jets, they're going to trade out with a pick. L- Lawrence is supposed to be the closest thing to a sure thing we've had since Andrew Luck, and even that, like that was really good, but you know, patchy. But some people are saying, you know, further back than that was the next best prospect, the next best prospect and stuff. But he looks great. He's got all the tools, and people are expecting him to do great things in the NFL. Only time will tell. Moving on. Uh, actually, I never did like a little thing about saying what was going to what we're going to talk about throughout the course. So are of we going to talk about sure? Oh well, we're going to talk about. Uh, obviously, we've already talked about uh, Adam Gase still having a job, and more. Um, the Steelers do they suck? Coming up next. Uh, after that, the Chiefs they did it again, putting up over thirty points on the Saints. What do we think of that? Uh, the Miami Dolphins officially knocked out the Patriots from contention. So, pretty nice bit of two a time there. Oh, damn. Actually, I didn't get a two a time from Neil. I'll have to make up myself. Where will I do? He scored two rushing touchdowns. One of them was to ice the game. Mm, nice. Uh, and then we're going to briefly talk about how Deshaun Watson is, um, you know, just not being helped. Uh, and if Darren wants to, he can talk about uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, and the Atlanta Falcons blew uh, another 17-point lead. So that was the podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, guys. Um, yeah, so the Steelers, do they suck? Uh, they just lost 27-17 to a Bengals side who threw for 89 yards passing and with uh, Ryan Finley. lit up Ryan Finley where he could hardly walk. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's go with yes, they do suck. Mm-hmm. And... All right, and that's, that's the end of that much, topic. I don't know how to actually say anything more than watch the tape. They can't throw the ball. They can't protect Ben. They obviously they can't defend Finley. Mm-hmm. And they conceded 20-odd points to the Bengals, which is just actually awful. I think it was a lot of that was to do with just the complete ineptitude of that Steelers offense, who I don't think made it into 20 yards passing themselves until the second half. Uh, Roethlisberger was looking really, really bad. And um, I, now, Darren, <laughs> a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. we said, yes, it looks like the Browns might make the wild card spot. If things go right now, how are you feeling about the Browns winning this division? I'm not even going <laughs> I will buy. I will buy the T-shirt. I will buy the hat. And I'll wear it for a week. Division champs hat, yeah, you wouldn't, you won't take it off yeah, either. Take it off. Um, still, I, still, have the Colts next week, followed the, by the matchup of Week Seventeen against the Browns. My my issue with that is that um, the Browns still have a bit of a little brother complex, and and they're going to lose to the Jets next week because they're high flying. <laughs> they could. The Jets are going to skyrocket up to the tenth overall pick and miss out on a quarterback entirely. <laughs> Oh, you might get a right card. <laughs> um, I am not convinced that we'll beat... This. Even on their current reign of form, I'm very cautious about the Browns beating the Steelers because I've never seen it. So I've seen them draw. Not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen I've seen the Browns beat the Ravens mm-hmm. twice but I in my time supporting them, but I haven't seen them... Um, and beat the Steelers. So right now, the Steelers have won the division until they've lost it. So I will be what? I don't even know if I can. This is like, I'm starting to get like to the... You're getting nervous. I'm starting to get to the Dundee FC Scotland levels of fandom uh, for the Browns. Like, they're going to let you down every turn. No, not even that. Just the fact that I'm actually invested. 
Like I can watch, which that. is a beautiful thing. Because previously you just like you couldn't let yourself get invested because you knew it would be for letdowns. Yeah. It's like I watched the Pelicans play, and I'm not I'm not too worried. I watched the, the Yankees, and I'm not too worried. But I'm starting to actually get that with the Browns, where I, I really want this team to do well, and I'll actually be hiding behind a pillow or something when they're going down the field on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens can also come back. They, they can, yes. They're only two Te- games back. Technically, and if the but Steelers lose both games. It would be, but 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 would would they throw? Because the Browns, if the Steelers lose both games, that and would the Browns, mean the Browns, oh, won, the Browns one won one game. Won one. Yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't work out that way. Um, the Steelers are the. Can third... the Steelers still qualify for the um, the playoff if they're third place in that division? I don't think they'd be able to make third place. It would be second. They they still made the they've made the playoffs. They've qualified for the oh, playoffs, okay. I believe. Um, now the Steelers are the third team in NFL history to lose three straight games after starting 11-0 or better it's the 2009 Saints and the 1969 Rams so um, interesting company there if it stays the same Mm -hmm. then the Browns will play the Titans and the Steelers and the Ravens will play each other in the first round of the playoffs hmm if it's if it ended today, if it ended today, but just just to point out to people listening, it doesn't. So it does. No, it does. Still two more weeks of <laughs> on the regular season. Yeah, um, just uh, to to point out someone now of like I'm just going to start hearing more and more about him. But uh, uh, Jesse Bates, safety for the Bengals, is one of the best safeties in the NFL right now. Uh, certainly top five, easy. But because he's on the Bengals, he's not being seen much. But you're going to start seeing more and more of him, I reckon, over the next little while. Um, yeah. Um, the Browns trade for him. I, like at, at this rate, I can see the Browns winning this division because I think that the Steelers will lose to the Colts, and then it's all going to hang on that Week 17 matchup. So I, I think I think it is now the Browns to lose. Actually, I'm on the opposite side of the fence from you. Browns have. Brown should have this in the bag. It's done. Wrap it up. Stop by making, ba- making declarations. Darn. Making me nervous. Darn. You should pre-order your division champs hat. <laughs> and I can send it to Africa with the rest of the ones that didn't actually happen. <laughs> oh boy. So an um, Atlanta Falcons t-shirt that, that that African boy's already wearing. <laughs> oh boy. <yeah>. The um <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs they've already certainly sewn up their division and they managed to. Uh, find the way around a New Orleans team who saw a returning Drew Brees and they came out in top 32-29. Now, Brees wasn't exactly on top form, but some of the throws that Mahomes is continuing to make on a week-by-week basis, he's just so consistently better than anyone else. And that includes Aaron Rodgers, who's having an incredible campaign himself. Um, a lot of people are saying Super Bowl preview with this one. Like, no, I I, I, I'm probably still leaning towards Green Bay being on the other side, but you you have to say there's no one better than the Chiefs right now. Yeah, the, the Chiefs are... It's Chiefs versus the field. Mm-hmm. In, in all kind of commerce, I wouldn't be surprised if the betting starts to go that way. Um, in terms of the NFC, how many teams are ahead of the NFC as a field in the AFC? I'd put the Bills... The Bills would be the best team in the NFC. If they were there, um, 
I, well, yeah, because like I certainly, I'm looking at NFC West, for example, and you're like, well, the Seahawks for a while looked great, but they've definitely got some holes in their game. Uh, Saints, yeah, oh, I don't know anyone in the NFC East. No, um, other than the Packers, it's just it's Packers and Saints are the only real powerhouses in the the NFC. But yeah, in the, in the AFC, you see teams that you're like, God, the, like the Titans on their day can absolutely roundhouse anyone. Uh, was the Steelers previously, but I think the Ravens are probably the strongest team in that division, but they might not even make the playoffs. It's kind of my, my perception of that as well. Um, yeah, there's, there's uh, some, some tough teams there, but yeah, you can only play what's put in front of you. And I think it's it's tough to say that the Saints are going to the Super Bowl when two years in a row they've been knocked up by the Vikings. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think the Vikings will make the playoffs this season, so maybe the Saints are just trying to knock themselves out of it right now, <laughs> let someone else back into it. Um, I, I would just love to see Mahomes draw. I think for the NFL in general, mm-hmm. Mahomes-Rogers would just be a pinnacle that they can't really afford to miss. I think that would just be... What a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think... What, what a two-week preview for the Super Bowl. The amount of content and... And things yeah. they'd be able to do, they would, um, they would match up like those teams on paper would match up really well against each other, just in terms of like you know quite high powered offenses. The defenses have questions in them and stuff yeah. like that. And but like the the, 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 the Packers can... are all geared towards stopping the pass, um, and they just let you run all over them. So would that but, co- um, co- coax the Chiefs into doing something? Clyde but no, slurs out. Yes, he is indeed. He's on his quad. So yeah, Le'Veon um, Bell stepped up and got himself a touchdown in this one on 15 carries for 62 doesn't, yards. Doesn't look like himself though. He looks like anyone else now. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. You know, it's because he's, he's not implemented in the same way. I mean, like just he doesn't look as fast. Mm-hmm. He just looks like most other running backs. He's not got. And it's kind of Zeke's looking similar. It's like there's nothing. There's no separation anymore. Mm. Like from elite to good. It just he's good. Yeah, he's not elite anymore. He's not done anything elite for a while. Do you feel that Mahomes just always plays his best against the best teams? I think he just plays his best all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's just there's no off switch. Yeah. he's just always excellent. Uh, even when he's not having a great game, his his off days are still better like, than we can't bad. Like, we have great to just make sure that we're not normalizing this. I know. It's, Remember it's that this is really special, guys. Watch Patrick Mahomes every week if you can, and just Hope, just, just well, be in awe. On the last week of the season, when everyone's playing their final, mm-hmm. it'll be Chad Henney, and <laughs> you'll be able to see what the difference is. Because that'll be intriguing. If Mahomes rests week seventeen, they put in Henney and see what they look like. Now, that's an interesting recommendation, but I don't think I'm going to take you up on that. I don't think I can actually bother watching Chad Henney on week 17, but I see where you're coming from. I'll watch I'll watch some highlights or just the stats. They'll do fine for me. I would love There's to. other games that will actually mean something. It'd be great if they got Alex Smith back as a reserve for next season. Ooh, interesting. Get him that ring. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. Um, anyway, so uh, the New Orleans Saints are... Pretenders and... Ooh, diagnosed pretenders there. The Chiefs are the best. I think that's a fair assessment, to be honest. God, they need to get Kamara more involved, don't they? Yeah, well, they, they, did, they do, did manage to get him involved to a bit more, more in this one. with the involvement he's getting. Yeah, he had a very nice touchdown uh, in this game as well. Um, I think it was, it was a little shovel pass, I think. Um, and just kind of bowled through a bunch of guys and <laughs> worked his magic. Still looks great. Um, another team who are looking pretty great right now and 
are still in with a shot of the playoffs are the Miami Dolphins, who knocked the New England Patriots out of playoff contention. Yes. Oh, like I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying not to do that whole like you know Schadenfreude thing, and you know, but fuck the Patriots, man. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just so glad that other teams get an opportunity. And um, the, the Denver Broncos very graciously stepped aside to allow the Buffalo Bills to take their first division championship since 1995. They literally stepped aside for that single tree touchdown. Yeah, and also that Josh Allen one where he just ran through the middle of everyone <laughs> totally untouched. Uh, in, that, in that game, the Buffalo Bills ran out 48-19 victories at mile high. And uh, very well-deserved. Uh, Josh Allen played probably one of the best games of the season of any quarterback. But the Broncos were missing all of their quarterbacks. I, like, I'm surprised they didn't just put Kendall Hinton back out there as a cornerback as well. Just emergency everything. Give him a shot. you right, though. Yeah, yeah. No, he wouldn't. Okay. Um, but back on topic. Uh, Tua, very dink and dunk in this one. Uh, to be. Going against um, Gilmore and Duggan and, and Duggar and all these... Guys, that Belichick's gonna throw baldies at you. So, well, it's, it's well done by the coaching. They've mm-hmm. they had a game plan, obviously, to go against the Patriots, and it was a close game, and they managed to get two or three in the red zone. Mm-hmm. It was it was very much about the the running game in this one. Uh, Salvan Ahmed finished with twenty three carries for one hundred and twenty two yards and a touchdown. Uh, Matt Breda got twelve for eighty six. Uh, That's a lot of rushing yards. That is. <laughs> And uh, Tua got himself uh, three carries, two of which were touchdowns. So making the most of his athleticism in the red zone. Um, yeah, they're just making sure that they can do this. Also, Patrick Laird, uh, two rushes, 20 yards. The intern. You, the intern, you love him. Um, whereas the, the, the Patriots just couldn't really get much going. Um, the, the, well, obviously, they, they fell behind. The Patriots uh, of a high draft pick. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe that the Patriots were never that far behind. Um, it wasn't until the, the fourth quarter where um, Tua went up the middle for a one-yard score with about five minutes left that they, they really looked like they were in control again. Uh, so it was it was close, but ultimately no cigar. Uh, and Cam Newton came out at the end and basically said that he has not lived up to the Patriots' expectations this season, and he knows it. Do you reckon he'll be back next year? Uh, I think he's done now. Mm. Could well be. But, I mean, it doesn't help with what he was throwing to out there. But, to be honest, I just don't think he really fit that fit the mould for the quarterback that they need there. He was interesting to have. It was worth picking him up on the deal that they did. But it's not quite worked out. So if the Patriots end up with the, like, seventh pick in the draft or something, which is, mm. you know, obviously, like, 17 spots higher than lower than they've th- ever been. I think they're currently sitting at about the probably about the 17th or something like that. Actually, they're really quite quite high up because there's a lot of teams that have not won many games this year. Mm. It, it's uh, it's real, real so they're going to be crap and they're not even going to be able to retool the way that most crap teams do because they kind of like they do tanking well. <laughs> they, do, they do they do being a bad team and still get wins yeah I just because like where would you go like I mean, you, you, you want... you're at 15 overall right now would you want the quarter I guess at 15 you wouldn't would you trade up for a quarterback or would you 
pick up a wide receiver or they pretty much need everything other than cornerbacks I think is like literally their well, they don't have Van Noy or that anymore, so they probably need a linebacker too. Who's available in free agency next next year? That's that's another thing they're going to have to Darnold. look at. I know a lot of Pat so Sandra, I'm hearing a lot about that actually. Uh, I think maybe that that's something that we can look at later. I mean, um, maybe they'll pick up Dak Prescott. <laughs> He's uh, never walking out of that building in Dallas. Um, <laughs> well, I put very poor choice of words. I do apologize. <laughs> Sorry, not right Dak. now. No, he's not doing very much walking at the moment. Um, actually, he's probably walking again. But yeah, knowing the fact he's a professional athlete who's got like round the clock rehab, he probably is at least limp walking, maybe yeah. crutches. Yeah, he's probably most of us normal human beings would be still in our, be in our bed after doing that. Yeah, probably doing good. I'll just have a quick check on Facebook just to see if uh, I have had Neil get in touch with me, but I do, I do kind of doubt it at this point. Maybe a little bit late. Getting, getting slack, Mister Shepherd. Uh, your 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 paycheck will not be on its way this week. Um, oh damn, he might have been expecting pay for the other ones. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're not getting anything. Um, yes, I think as a punishment, we should just stop talking about the dolphins. Yeah, that's it. Done. Uh, Tua, <laughs> screw that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Tua is my savior of the week by being the one who manages to get the Patriots out of the playoffs. Uh, they were my like heroes last year as well. The Patriots being out than the Bills getting in for the first time like 23 years or whatever it is. So 20, 25 years, <laughs> yeah. Which is it's, it's good for the Bills, but... Yeah, it's good for the Bills. Um, I There's so many... There's a couple of really cool storylines that I'm just really sad there aren't fans for. Mm-hmm. The Bills getting like the top is one of them. It is tremendous. Packers I'm, getting, su- I'm super happy for the Bills. The Packers getting first overall in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Wisconsin being literally the worst state hit by COVID mm-hmm. in the country. So there's absolutely no way they're going to have fans at any of their playoff yeah. games. And the Packers, like the home field, va- but they actually do have home field advantage if it's cold. Mm-hmm. If it gets to like if a you have bit dr- rainy and a little bit snowy, they're gonna have home field advantage. Like New Orleans get to the championship game against the Packers. It's in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Breeze can't throw in the rain. Yeah, there's there's definitely players there that you'd be like, oh, you do not want to go there. In that, it doesn't matter how quiet it is in the stadium. It is the the, the cold is perishing. It is. Like it, it gets down to like I don't know, sometimes minus five, minus ten, minus twelve, or something like that centigrade or Celsius. That's um, it's t- tough to play football in. Speaking as someone who's Notice. tried to throw throw <laughs> American footballs in cold and rain and snow, it sucks. <laughs> Rogers will do it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's very well versed in that. Um. So yeah, congratulations to the Bills. Not so commiserations to the Patriots. I'm sorry, guys, but step aside. Mm. Let someone else do it for a change. Two more weeks, Dolphins. Just keep keep it up. Keep at it, guys. Still an opportunity for you. Does that knock the Browns out? No. No, but it's basically, right now, it is the Dolphins and the Raiders who are facing off in order to to get that last spot at the moment, I think. so. Uh, And they might actually literally be... Facing off, are they? Well, the Raiders. Yes, they are. They play the yeah. They play the Raiders this coming week, and they play a Bills team who may well be resting players in week seventeen. It's going to be interesting. You know that Tua and Mariota went to the same high school. Oh my god, really? That's going to be the thing. You know the that's the thing they talk about. They talk about yeah. They're really going to talk about that. Smith nearly died. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Tua, and that Nick (laughs) Foles and Drew Brees went to the same high school. All this stuff. Tua, Mm -hmm. Mariota, same high school. 
Okay, great. And they're going to be playing against each other for a place in the playoffs. Couldn't have wrote it. Couldn't have wrote it better yourself. And who are you taking for that win? Uh, Mariola. Ooh, okay. If they if they can build enough into their game plan mm. that the Dolphins aren't expecting, I'd expect the Raiders to win that. <laughs> Darren's back on the Marcus Mariota bandwagon once again, folks. I'm having a great year. <laughs> I got Jalen Hurts in the league. I said at the start of the season, maybe not on the podcast, but definitely on the, the night we did the drafting, that I expected Hurts to be the starter by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And that happened. The Browns are good. They actually are good. I was like, ah, it's fake good. Like, you know when it was like 7-2 and two or something? I was yeah, like, and it was like, don't play against a, anyone. got a terrible schedule. Considering last year we had the worst schedule. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, it's not real. And then suddenly it's, it's like, that Titans win. And... and now the cows are coming home to roost, in the words of Homer Simpson. Um, so, moving on. Is there a player in the NFL who you feel is having to do it all himself and do you feel bad for him? If yes, then what can we do to help poor Deshaun Watson? Because it's definitely him, right? Uh, last week he had the ball snapped to his feet for a fumble at the goal line uh, before a sure win. Uh, this week he hits Kiki Kuti across the middle with a laser uh, before it, he is popped and fumbles into the end zone for a touchback to lose the game. Uh, the are interviewing former Lions head coach Jim Caldwell for the vacant head coach position there. Uh, you reckon he might be able to bring that franchise back to respectability and give Deshaun Watson something to work with again? I think Caldwell would be a great pickup for them, considering what he was able to do with the Lions. Mm-hmm. And people are now realizing, realizing <laughs> that, that he was having a, a winning record with the Lions, probably a worse team than they have now on paper. Mm-hmm. After the drafts they've had and that. It did have Megatron, so, but, I mean, there's got things to be said for that. Smith and... In terms of, like, a, a broader roster, like, there's a reason why myself and many other people were on board the, this could be Detroit's season bandwagon. Like, Stop laughing, Darren. It made sense almost. <laughs> it kind of did. It, it, it could have happened. But I'm aware I listened that it didn't. to that podcast where you and your dad spent 12 minutes talking about the Lions. And I was like, what an absolute waste of time. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes you've got, just got to give teams where they're due. Um, but um, yeah, the Lions were a big disappointment for a lot of people this season. So Deshaun's obviously carrying everything himself. I have another nominee. Mm-hmm. The nominee. Nominee. And it's our um, Young Hill Q. Young Hoku or Young Hoku okay. for the for the, Falc- for the Falcons. But Darren, he's a kicker. Kickers aren't people. Yes, they're not players. But he is carrying that Falcons team. Well, you say that. That's only because they get right down to the red zone, stall, and, and then allow him to score twenty-five yard field goal. No. All the so time. in the, in this game, Matt Ryan drops back. Very, very Super Bowl esque of Matt Ryan, drops back, takes the hit. Goes from getting, you know, a 30-yard kick to, like, a 52-yard kick. Mm -hmm. And Koo still hits it, gets them the three points, gets them moving in the right direction, even though Matt Ryan tried his absolute hardest to not get them any points on that drive. And he's done that several times, especially with the the onside kicks. And I I just think he's carrying... That whole roster at the moment. He's, he's helping. He's been a very uh, valuable kicker for them since he's managed to start finding his, his kicking boots. 
but he's still a kicker. <laughs> to score points. I don't. I don't feel sorry for for him in in that regard because he's not getting beaten into the dirt because he's got a sure poor offensive line. The Falcons line. The defensive line is usually the same kind of line that block the kicks and so on. Yeah. But so if the line, the, the starting offensive line is bad. Then I'm assuming the starting special teams line but from, is not much better. But from snap to kick is about half a second, right? And and like from snap to pass, in that Ryan's case, is like eight seconds. <laughs> in some cases, yeah, which is ridiculous because he's got like there's still there's still a semblance of a roster there, though. Like they should have a good offense. Like on paper, I mean, you got Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones obviously wasn't playing; he's injured again. Um, but you got Todd Gurley in the backfield as well. Russell Gage good. is popping up nicely. Um, that offensive line is maybe kind of beginning to do something, sort of. Sometimes, uh, I think they should burn the franchise to the ground because they just can't get out of this losing leads mm. to anyone. Kind well, of. yep. As I've alluded to earlier, they blew another seventeen-point lead, and once again against Tom Brady, who was not very good in the first half, but in the second half threw for something like. What was it? Uh, three touchdowns and 300 yards. It was yeah, m- impressive. You know how Mike he... Evans, by the way. Oof. What a, what a beast. So you know your anger that you have in general when anyone mentions Tom Brady? It's not anger. It's just... Um, is it detestment? Rage? I don't know. It's a mixture of you many, many feelings. You and you can write down your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will feel the same exact way if Tom Brady somehow sneaks that bloody Tampa Bay team through the playoffs. I really hope he doesn't. <laughs> I really, really hope he doesn't. Because at the moment, everyone's rubbish other than the Packers. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas isn't even guaranteed to play for the Saints. Yeah. So the the, the Buccaneers are full blown pretenders at this point. That's to me quite clear. They, they had this um, bit where, oh, they're starting to put it together in the middle of the season. Everyone was getting really scared of them. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, nah, it's well, just not get there to the playoffs And it's just like, enter playoff beast mode. Yeah, that's, that's what, what he does. And so I am a little bit worried about that. Because what if he's not been taking any like snaps in practice or doing anything? Because he's Tom Brady and he's just been like resting. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he goes full Tom Brady for three games, which is literally what the playoffs are. It's entirely possible. Well, um, I'm right. so worried about it. I'll be so angry if it happens. I, if I, he manages to knock out the Rodgers in like an overtime drive where oh, the Packers don't even get to touch the ball or something. Don't ruin this for us, Tom Brady. Just bugger off, please. <laughs> Retire. Go home to your model wife in your massive mansion that was not paid for by your own salary but was probably gifted to you through some other endorsement deal, quote-unquote. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, Buccaneers are currently... In the sixth uh, rank, so they, 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 want would, to be. they would make it there at the moment. Um, and by the looks of things, they're probably going to stick there because uh, they can't, they can't, they can't drop out any further because the people are on the bubble. Uh, actually, first of all, let's just break it down really quickly. So, you have uh, the Washington Football Team in, in the fourth, uh, the Los Angeles Rams who just lost to the Jets, so they shouldn't be allowed to go to the playoffs. The Browns are fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you, they were going to NFC just now. Then the Bucks, then the Cardinals at eight and six, and then on the bubble we have the Bears, Vikings, 
cowboys, oh, what an absolute <laughs> giants, and eagles. Because none of those teams in the NFC East, including the four, nine, and one Philadelphia Eagles, they can't rub- are mathematically out of this yet. None of these teams can rub a stick together to find a quarterback. Oh my lord. You see the difference having an actual starting quarterback. Vikings are probably the only team there that have had their quarterback all season. Mm -hmm. And like they just started so badly at the very beginning that they put themselves in such a hole that they couldn't get out of it. So that's where we are with that. But I feel very bad for Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Came back to the point. Uh, I won't talk about it too much more because we've kind of we're we're, we're running over the sort of time length that we're trying to go for for this one. But um, yeah, I. Does Sean Watson just having his weapons just gradually taken away from him by Bill O'Brien in exchange for not very much? Uh, Laramie Tunsil's gone in there, done a good job. Uh, vote to the Pro Bowl. Uh, he's been very good this year. Yes, but was but he worth two first-round picks that could have been lots of wide receivers? In, indeed. And I was about to make the point that he made the Pro Bowl, yet the Denver Broncos' Garrett Bowles did not make the Pro Bowl, despite the fact that he was... Uh, quite easily graded the, the best uh, tackle in the league this season. So uh, just a little bit salty. I mean, just give me something as a Broncos fan now, right? Just even if, it, even if it's just my left tackle going to the Pro Bowl. Darren doesn't want to give me that. Okay. But, I can give um, you that I think your young wide receivers are probably going to be quite good, but you need to find them a quarterback. Mm. I wonder if we can find a quarterback at, I think we're at 13 in the draft. There's a chance. But in doing that, does Elway then admit failure? And does he then have to leave? I mean, he has to Maybe. leave, but he might have to give up some of the GM scouting stuff. Because mm. I think at the moment he's because, is he over 6'5? Yes. Well, Duloc's not. I know, but that seemed like they kind of flipped into getting luck. Mm-hmm. They were really happy to get luck. Remember that? Yeah, I was really, really, really pleased getting Duloc at. The like in the second round because it kind of looked like yeah that's a, a good place to give it a try like sometimes you have to just take a swing on these guys and uh, and it doesn't work out I don't He's necessarily quite, think it was his fault. Like Locks had some really good moments mm-hmm. and it, it if you were to surround him with a few more veterans if you were to do what the Cardinals did and trade for a number one do what the mm-hmm. Bills did and trade for a number one I just, there's not really anyone. You could pick up now, other than Odell Beckham, maybe from the Browns. Mm. But there's not really Hopkins, and you're not going to get Hopkins and Diggs moving teams again. Like you're not no. going to get that level. No, Stephon Diggs, he is set <laughs> in Buffalo for a while. He's looking. Although good. to be honest, I would, if I was coming in as the Falcons' new GM, I would consider blowing the whole thing up, and and trading away Julio and trading away Jarrett and and getting the picks and starting again. Kind of like what Maynard uh, Maynock did at the Raiders. Mayock, Mike Mayock. Yeah. Because um, what, like, have, they do, what ulti- have they done? Yeah. Ultimately, it would look very messy if they did that, but it's still not beyond the realms of possibility. Now, so Julio Jones on the on the Broncos next year. Sure. That's pretty much not? what I was saying. Why not? Why? <laughs> would you not? give up your first? So your thirteenth overall pick for Julio? For Julio? No. 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 You want to try and give Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? It's like we we have a bunch of good wide receivers now. Like they are looking really good. They're getting themselves open. In that in that that, uh, four touchdown game of Drew Locke the other week, that wasn't because of Drew Locke. That was because of his receivers getting open. KJ Hamler streaking down the field. Jerry Judy uh, just still shaking people out of their out of their boots. Um, It's 
it is there, but there's no, something uh, else that needs to happen. Also, not entirely convinced by Pat Shermer's <laughs> offense. Yeah. Uh, again, like everyone who's ever had Pat Shermer as an offensive player, yeah. coach. Um, I will give the Broncos this that I think Hamler, Hamler, Judy, and Noah Fant. That's a pretty good big three. Uh, you missed out Cortland Sutton, who just hasn't been in yeah, this, no, this year. There. So they've got a big uh, Also, uh, Big Tim Patrick. He's been incredible for us this season. I think our leading receiver. It's because no one marks him because everyone's worried about everyone else. Tim Patrick is a very good wide receiver, Darren. <laughs> and I will hear nothing more of it. It's like my Rashard Higgins takes. Rashard Higgins is I'd a good receiver. I love well. Rashard Higgins to play because he's like the best non-marked receiver in the league. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But yes, I am... Um, I don't know what the Broncos can do to... Like, is it... When you watch Locke, is it a give him... He needs more time in the pocket, or he's just not good enough, or... No, like, every now and again, Cause he, he, made, he makes left, great throws. Left tackle's been the best left tackle in the league. He's, so. he's, he's getting the time by that side, but... I don't know, he's just he's just missing throws, he's not seeing things, he's moving out the pocket at times he doesn't need to. And like, I don't know if he's good enough... Like when he bootlegs, there's just the accuracy is not always there. Uh, yeah, I, I just I am I am fading on my opinion of of Drew Locke. Like I, th- I think he's a he's a, a good quarterback. He has high end games in him, but the environment needs to be absolutely perfect, and the game plan needs to be absolutely perfect, and then he can do it. We still need to do the the quarterback rodeo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we can do that at the end of the season because so, it's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The level, if you consider Lance Fields, or Lawrence to be starting caliber quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and then you're adding Hurts and you're adding a free agent Darnold, and mm-hmm. there's not enough teams. And then you've got Mariota who looks like an actual starter. Someone's got to be on the outside looking in. And like, well, you had like the whole Mariota and uh, Ryan Tannehill swap around last season as well. People were like, God, Ryan Tannehill, he could start somewhere and just ended up starting at Tennessee because Mariota wasn't that good. Um, you know, things like this are going to happen. What, what's going to happen? Andrew Cam Newton might come back. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. No. <laughs> Give up on the luck side of things. Um, yeah, never, never meant to talk about the Broncos there, but um, I guess... No, we're allowed to. Thanks. Team and they're done. No, I don't want to talk about them anymore. It makes me How sad. How many years have the Chiefs won the AFC? The AFC West in a row? Uh, is that four or something now? Five or six. Um, no, not quite that long, because the Broncos did win... The Super Bowl. Yeah, and so it's the 2014 season. Uh, five? Probably about that, yeah. I would think it must be five. Uh, I'll, I'll quick quick look here. Do, 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 just uh, talk amongst yourselves, folks. Um, yeah, there was a nice big lot of Broncos between 2011 and 2015. And then since 2016, it has been Kansas City all over. <laughs> Remember when the, the Chargers used to win things? Yeah, and they had Ladanian. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, won, they won. Rivers and Ladanian. Yeah, yeah, and uh, never won a Super Bowl in that time. Why didn't Eli want to live in San Diego? Don't get that. Like, just because it's just not a big football town. They ended up moving away. Like, say no more. Uh, anyway, uh, we've definitely uh, gone on far enough. Um, now, I did have a note down here that we've talked a lot about Jalen Hurts lately, so I don't really want to do it again. But um, the savior we've... of Philadelphian football, Jalen Hurts. 
Watch this space. Is that is that your your final word on that for now? Yes. For today. Yes. I've been Stuart Bothwell. You've been Darren Butter. Thank you very much, Darren. For praise the Jalen. Bring in the hurts. I'm I am almost beginning to hurt now because there's just so many puns and so much Jalen hurts talk. It's just coming out of the woodwork now. Just uh, so we need to talk about other things. So painful. It's like back to talking about the Giants again all the time. And when we did that every week, and I have to again because they've got a good defense. Mm. They're gonna have a good pick, and oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> anyway, yes, that that will do it for us again. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Um, now we've got to say, I'm not entirely sure if we're going to be able to do this in the next little while because uh, I'm going to be going away. I'm traveling around the North Island over Christmas and New Year, so we might just have to try and figure out something in terms of. Uh, well, in terms of this, otherwise one of us will just have to, to do a, a big thing. You can talk about some stuff, I talk about some stuff. Oh my god. Can I do like a 40 minute one on the Browns beating the Jets by 40 points? I'll do a play <laughs> I'll do a play by play podcast on how <laughs> So uh, Darren is indeed booking his division champs hat. Uh like he just tempted fate by saying that he's gonna beat the Jets next week by forty points. You heard it here first, folks. Anyway guys, thank you right, once I take again. It back. No, too late, Darren. It's happened. Thinking. You have you have made your bed, now lie in it. Uh all right guys, um in case you don't hear from us, in fact it's entirely likely that you will not. Um merry so Christmas. have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, if that's what you celebrate, uh, Hanukkah, Crazy Kwanzaa, uh, Merry Karimite. And, uh, I, I won't be back for New Year. I'll be back. I'll be back here until the tenth of January. So, we'll figure something out. The Ryan style winch as a podcast. Oh, that sounds fantastic! All right, guys, tune in for Darren's whinging <laughs> next time. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Bye.